This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. All righty, there he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Oh, I can't complain. Let me uh, lean back here on the couch here a little bit. I'm in, uh, in the combine. Are, where, you're still home, right? How's the you know, winter storms treated you? Uh, better. You know, we didn't have uh, power for three days last week. It was almost 72 hours, which, you know, we were about ready to go Lord on the fly, Lord of the Flies on each other. But um, another storm coming today. We're going to get some snow in a couple hours, so hopefully it won't be um, as bad as it was last week because we're all spoiled, right? You know, everything works, electricity. I don't have a generator. Maybe one of these years I'll buy one. But And I, I know down there, you guys, you know, the, you get different kinds of storms. It's and, the law. You better have a generator in our town, bro. Yeah. So You know, I, um, I'm in Indianapolis right now where it's cold and rainy right now. So it's like the perfect afternoon to, like, dive into bed. But what would be if you were if you were at the combine? What would be your what would you measure the strongest in? Eating. <laughs> I think I do best in the wonder lake. I think I do good on the personality testing, not not on the physical testing. Uh, let me see which one would I do. Um, the gauntlet. There you go. I got yeah. the hands, baby. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I have pretty good hands too. I can't run away from anybody. No, if no, you throw it in my neighborhood, I will catch it. But that's the beauty of the gauntlet. I don't have to run away. I just got to catch. So yeah. there you go. I'll go with the gauntlet. I'll go. I've survived the gauntlet of life. That gauntlet is nothing, bro. You know, I'm I'm ready to go. So it's a, it's a, it's all good in the hood, as they say. Somebody posted on Twitter the a movie that I don't even know. I've seen the whole thing, but. Uh, there's a movie in the 80s called The Best of Times where... Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, where are the white shoes, baby? Right. Yeah, Kurt Russell and um, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams is going to be like the least likely to ever be a wide receiver. But on the, on the climactic play, of the, I'm going to spoil it, a movie that came out in 1986. But on the climactic play, he makes this great you know, spin move at the line of scrimmage and gets open and catches the game-winning touchdown. But the key was that Kurt Russell showed up in the white cleats. Right. That was the key. Right, Reno Hightower, right? Yeah, right. That was right when they, they knew that they were going to win. Unlike, let's say, Tom Hanks, who thought he was going to win when his catcher showed up for Game Seven of of the of the Ladies World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought, but she she purposely dropped that ball, right? Well, well, this all this all specifically raises a question: What what is the best sports movie of all time? Dude, I think it all depends on what kind of a sports fan you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you take it serious, then you're going to pick one of the serious movies. You know, um, uh, what, what's the uh, Robert Redford one? Or, the Natural. Or the Natural or, or the other one with the, if you build it, Field of Dreams. Field of or, Dreams, yep. Or, uh, or, or the, uh, the, the one of um, the two football players when he's dying, uh, the Bears. and Ryan uh, Song. Ryan Song. You're going to pick something like that. Then if you're a comedy guy, you're going to go Major League, Bad News Bears, you know, Durham, yeah. Durham, the replacements, you know, you're, you're going to pick something that has a little bit more comedy to it. So you could, you could also get lost in the definitions. Okay. Because if, if this movie counts, there's one movie I like better than everything else, but every, uh, people are always going to scream. That's not a sports movie. But if you count either, Pool or poker is a sport. I would take the color of money or rounders over anything else. 
Yeah, but not a sport. But the, but they're not sports. So a lot of people will say, "Well, what, was it, can a pool player be in the cover of Sports Illustrated?" There have been poker articles in Sports Illustrated, but a lot of people will scream up and down, "They're not sports." No, they're not athletes. Yeah. So then I would probably come back to pro- probably Bull Durham for me, or maybe Tin Cup or something like that, which are both written by Ron Shelton. There you go. The Bull Durham would be. Yeah, Ron Shelton also wrote the best of times. A lot of these sports movies were, were uh, tied to Ron Shelton. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that actually. Uh, that's a that's a good nugget to know. But I think it's it, I, I think it's it's very subjective when it comes to that because it well, all be depends. subjective. You're a radio. You're a radio host. You have opinions. I'm, you know. Oh no, 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 your own criteria. What do you yeah, have to go with? I mean, I never have an opinion on this show. Um, if I'm going to go, my favorite sports movie of all time. It's hmm. a good one. Doesn't matter what kind longest of longest yard could be in there. Oh, guys, so good. I think I broke his freaking neck. I think That's I broke his freaking neck. Uh, I broke his freaking neck. Uh, let's see. Caddyshack? Are you counting Caddyshack? I mean, oh, my God. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah. No, no. There's there's a lot of really, really good ones, man. What would be my favorite? I got to tell you something. Maybe it's because it meant so much in my childhood. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bad News Bears. No, oh, great one. Just going to go with the Bad News Bears. I love the second one too in break and training where they play in the Astrodome. Yeah, yeah, they're, they, they're, they're, they're going to get bounced, and then the the real Astros are in the dugout, and then the whole yeah. place uh, rallies behind them. And and I, I when I was a kid, Kelly Leak was like the cool. I wanted to be like Kelly Leak, you know? exactly. I, I wanted to ride a motorcycle. I, I wanted to hit home runs against kids. I was probably seven years older than. At least it sure looks like he is, but right. Um, you know. And Tatum O'Neill was a cutie in those days and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. They jumped the shark when they went to Japan. No. That sure. one was two, so, two worked. If you can get two movies that work, so often the sequel is, is terrible and almost anything. Yeah, uh, and sometimes they make a sequel that has nothing to do with anything. Like you know, the fact they made a Caddyshack two that has nothing to do with the original Caddyshack is an abomination. But yeah. the second one, very good. They should have stopped it too. Quit when yeah. you're ahead. You yeah, can even yeah. argue the Godfather shouldn't have gone to three. Yeah, no, the Godfather three is bad. Godfather two is excellent. Actually. Maybe better than the first one. It might be. Some people could argue that one. I'm with you there. Look, uh, Slapshot. That's a great one. So good. And, you know, Slapshot is a better drama than it gets credit for because everybody talks about the Hanson brothers and all the slapstick in it. And, you know, the the defenseman who wants to go to Florida. One of my friends, Steve Gleason, loves mentioning him. We we quote that line all the time. I can't probably say on this show, but... Paul Newman, terrific. The the theme song of that movie is actually what the Maple Leafs play after they win. They play that get right back to where we started from. That's what they play after. The, at least right. they, that was their victory song. I don't think they've changed that. If they did, it was very recent. Yeah. But yeah, Slapshot's terrific, 1977. Another Paul Newman movie, of course, because he was in The Color of Money, which is outstanding. And The Hustler, another one. Again, I'm bending the rules. I'm I'm cheating. I'm yes. cheating, Big O. Let's just put it out there. There's an asterisk next to my name because I'm going to cheat. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 extending it a little bit uh, a little bit too much. All right, uh, your uh, your impressions on what's gone on with the Dolphins so far this week, Greer and McDaniel. Uh, pretty much, uh, I guess they they have to keep uh, reiterating how much they're behind Tua. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a story. The problem is. There's nothing Tua can do in the offseason that it, the proof of the pudding is going to be the eating. It's going to be the playing and getting hit and everybody holding their breath and then going back to the huddle and being okay. Or, or the first time he goes into the blue tent next year or something like that, which is inevitable in football. The quarterbacks, even in an era where they do everything to protect them, they still take a lot of contact. 
And we know the NFL, more than any other sport, the NFL is defined by one guy, your quarterback. It's the entire identity of your team. The structure of this team with the coaching, with the playing, they made the playoffs last year. And even without Tua, they, they gave Buffalo a scare. That, that game was there to be won. You got to think if yeah. Tua plays, they win that game. And, and they obviously beat Buffalo once in the regular season. Of we, we had Scott, we had Skyler on a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I told him, if you guys, if, if you get that fourth and one, instead of it being fourth and six, and you convert that, I almost felt like you were going to win the game. And he agreed. He was like, yeah, man, that's how we all felt. And if we could convert that fourth and one, we would have been on our way to win that game. Yeah, with, with playing with a quarterback who had almost no snaps of the offense, right? And, and you could see how disorganized they were at the end of that game. But uh, this is a team that is built to win 10 or 11 games. It's just a matter of, I, I wish I had a good answer for this. And I don't know what I'm going to do for fantasy, right? Tyreek Hill is still a first-round pick. Jalen Waddles probably graduated to a second-round pick. We don't know what's going to go on. I, I think the running back situation is very interesting because they've talked about maybe bringing guys back, but I think they're going to draft somebody or, or sign somebody. They're going to have a, they're going to be a player on this roster who's not in the roster right now. who will be the first running back taken off the team. I don't know who that is, but it's, it's going to get a fresh coat there. Obviously you know, they're going to have a different tight end look, but any offense with Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle is really fun. And I, I hope I would love to see two a play, a healthy full season. I mean, he was an MVP candidate. If he, he had he led the league, if we've talked about, it, he led the league in quarterback rating. Yeah. His YPA was off the charts. I mean, the guy can play. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy, and nobody has a great answer for that. I'm with you there. Are you an Anthony Richardson believer? Because I know his athletic ability is sick, but I still haven't seen the accuracy on a consistent basis. And I know that with Josh Allen, they kind of worked on his accuracy. Uh, now, he still has his erratic moments, actually. Uh, you know, even to this day, uh, Lamar Jackson has never really kind of fixed his accuracy. Jalen Hurts was one of those guys that has been able to work on his accuracy. Where are you with Anthony Richardson? Because Lord knows that God, that God gave him some serious gifts, but it's about putting it all together, obviously. Yeah, I, I, well, if you had a choice, you have to go with, a player who's got the gifts and you worry about his environment or coaching versus a player who maybe does everything right, but is only so physically gifted because you, you can never fix that. I mean, I guess the perfect example, you know, guys like Drew Brees or Tom Brady wouldn't have had great combines. You know, Brady looked like a paper boy when he showed up at the combine, but he did everything else right. But I mean, he had a stronger arm than people give him credit for. Also, his work ethic was off the charts. You know, Patrick Mahomes was a guy in college who had every – you know, every part of the skill set you'd want, but I mean, they didn't win at Texas Tech, and maybe a lot of that was the coaching, of course, because we we know that um, you know the, the Cardinals learned that that Cliff Kingsbury wasn't an NFL coach. But I would I come down on give me the guy who's got all the talent, and I'll hope that he gets in the right situation. I'll hope he gets with the right coaching staff, and and he figures it out. And and one thing you, you never know with NFL is how much the environment matters. Steve Young and the Buccaneers was was worthless. Couldn't do a thing because the Buccaneers were horrible. He goes to San Francisco and he builds a Hall of Fame career in his 30s. What if Tom Brady was drafted by the Browns or, or some horrible team, some the Raiders when they were really down? And maybe Tom Brady would have had a six-year, seven-year career as a backup and we never would talk about him. It, it's, a, it's a plausible question. I think Richards, I would, I would take the chance on Richardson. If I were a team that needed a quarterback, and we know there's like 10 teams right now that are dead – you know, in the water, a quarterback, I, I'd be fine taking him in the first round. I just have to have a real quarterback guru on my team to make sure. sure I have a chance to succeed. If I don't have a guy that has a track record of developing quarterbacks, 
then that's where it becomes an even bigger gamble, you know, by taking Richardson. That's the only thing I would look at. And, Lamar- we're hoping, and one of the storylines this year, right, this offseason, is, is this, look, there'll be rookie quarterbacks taken and, you know, and how big are their hands, how big are their, is their height, all this stuff, what is their arm strength? We also wonder, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? Can, can Derek Carr figure out his career again? Can Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy wherever he winds up? Is Aaron Rodgers going to get his mojo back? I guess he's probably going to the Jets. It sounds like they're going to give up on him in Green Bay. Also, is Jordan Love finally ready to be something interesting? He looked like he had no idea what he was doing the first couple times he played, but he showed some promise last year. You know, The quarterback, the NFL – you know, obviously, every, every so much goes into success, right? I mean, you need an offensive line. You need good play calling. You need a defense that can make impact plays on three different levels. The kicking game is so important. But so much of it is about the quarterbacks. And it's not just the rookies that we don't know about. There's so many veterans. Last year was a really bad year for veteran quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford fell off the map. Brady, you know, took a step back his last year. Rodgers didn't play well. Carr's going to be on a new team now. We, we, we have... We're at a point where it's like, I think like, like seven or eight quarterbacks we all like, and then we're not sure about the rest of the league. Yeah. By the way, Eric Storm says, Brady has zero Super Bowl rings if drafted by a team like the Lions or Browns. QB only has a good situation he's in. Eric, I let me tell you something about Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Okay? Both had great teams, but when both won their first Super Bowls, it was Jermaine Wiggins. It was Troy Brown. It was Greg Cooper. It was Freddie Solomon. It wasn't Dwight Clark. It wasn't, you know, any of the other things that came after with Jerry Rice and, and John Taylor and with and with Tom Brady after that, he ended up adding, you know, the Wes Welkers of the world and and uh, Gronk and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss, Hernandez, whatever. I mean, he started adding even better players down the line. But dude, his tight end in his first year that they won the Super Bowl was Jermaine Wiggins. Yeah, he threw the ball to Redmond, Wiggins, and Brown on the final drive. He had under 100 yards on that drive. Dwight, Dwight Clark was on the first Montana team. He did catch the famous right but the rest of the right but the rest of the guys were just bro it was freddie solomon and greg cooper and the running running back room was very ordinary too earl greg cooper yeah there was no roger craig there was no no there was no tom rathman yep you know you got to kind of know the history too at times and give some of these players the credit too because it's funny that you know brady and 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 montana they had great teams around them, but if you really look at their first titles, they won them with, you know, not not the same kind of skill set players that they had as their careers went on. They actually had much better teams as their careers went on. You know what I mean? For sure. It's it's like when he goes to Tampa, he's got Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin and, and Godwin. I mean, Jesus yep. Christ, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? And he had a couple tight ends and Mom all that. came back and Fortnite yeah. had the best year of his career with Brady two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a little unfair, you know what I mean? Overall, you know, it's those teams are pretty good, obviously, but they, they did with less in those moments. So I would give it, I'm not putting Ben in the same category notice because Ben was more of a, just a facilitator in his first year. But if you look at what Montana and, and and Brady had to do, they had to make plays. They had to make plays in those first years. You know what I mean? So I, I would be 
I think you're being a little unfair to those guys. Well, to Brady, that is, mm-hmm. you know, overall. But I threw Montana in there because there's a there's a you know similarity in that first championship with those two guys. Oh, for sure. And and they're always they're always going to be linked too because neither one of them was a first round draft pick. Right. Montana was a third round pick out of Notre Dame who had some college success. And everybody remembers it's so funny how they're similar, right? Everybody remembers Montana's heroics in the the bowl game. I think it was the Cotton Bowl. But still, he wasn't seen as a major prospect drafted in the third round. Dude, he, so he came to the Orange Bowl to play the Canes. Mm-hmm. Maybe 25,000 were there to see it. Yeah. Nobody was there to see it. Like, who the hell is Joe Montana? Right. You and know, Brady, it was that- Brady had the share time with Drew Henson, famously, finally got the job kind of to himself his final season. In fact, one year in, in the preseason, Lloyd Carr said, you know what? It's a dead heat between Brian Greasy and Tom Brady. And because it's a dead heat, we always go to the upperclassmen. So Brian Greasy played that year. And, and Brady was just as good as him in, in the walk-up to the regular season. But because Greasy was the upperclassman, that's the way they went. And then Brady had that great moment. That was in the Orange Bowl against Alabama where they beat uh, they beat Alabama. And, and Brady threw for a million yards and everything. But even then, so he thought he was going in the second or third round. The draft day is one of the worst days of his life. He eventually stopped watching it, and then he get a phone call from Bob Kraft, and you know, everything everything changed. And then, of course, what if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt? What if Mo Lewis doesn't have the hit on Bledsoe? Maybe Brady would have sat for three or four more years. Right. Who knows? You never know. You never know, man. Uh, by the way, Devin brought in Remember the Titans. That's a newer movie, and that's yep. actually a pretty Denzel damn Washington. good one. Yep, really good one. Somebody, if somebody says that's her favorite movie, I, I have no problem with that one. Although I always hate watching the kid get paralyzed. That, that part I always hate uh, of, of that movie. All right, Lamar Jackson. So the report came out this week that he wants no less than what Deshaun Watson got. Mm. Does anybody give him that? Because I almost get the feeling that there, he's going to get tagged, he won't sign the tag, and there will be a holdout. I think that's what we're headed for. Your thoughts? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. But ultimately – Jackson's going to realize he has no agency in it. What's he going to do? Sit out a year and do the Le'Veon Bell? It's not a good idea. Your biological clock is ticking. They need to build the infrastructure there. Last year, they did not have the um, the the receivers. I mean, when they lost Bateman, I know they thought Bateman was going to have a breakout second year, but they had one of the worst receiving rooms in the year of the league, and cer- certainly for a team that made the playoffs somehow. Uh, I know the Giants that were kind of similar too. They didn't have a lot to work with, but they need to do a better job of supporting Jackson. But ultimately... I think they need each other, right? I mean, Baltimore doesn't want to pay him through the nose, but what are you going to do? If you don't have him, you're irrelevant. And Jackson doesn't want to accept it. it that's why this Watson contract drives me crazy because it, now it becomes a measuring stick for a guy who we don't even know if he can play anymore. Right. And it was a contract that wasn't deserving, and then it ruins it to everybody else. Like if so the Chiefs stupid. if the Chiefs did it to Mahomes, right. then there's an argument that you – there's a discussion we can have. But this was just irresponsibility, just like the Raiders did with Gruden. And then it, it shook up the co- the coaching world, too, you know, at the same time. What so, price uh, glory? You know, the Browns have been irrelevant for so long that they gave up all this in trade and they gave up all this money. And, and for what? You know, good good for you. Your team tilt, still stunk and you have the stench of Deshaun Watson on you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just like you did Thank all God of- he can come to Miami. You don't oh want God. all that. That would no. Wait, I didn't want that, bro. I, I never wanted him or anybody else. I'm I'm, I'm fine with Tua. Uh, I I think the kid will figure things out and he'll he'll protect himself this year and play, you know, a lot better. Uh, there's we now know the key to winning, my man. 
the blueprint is out there, dude. Treat your players like shit. Your trainer has to tell your players, hey, you can't report an injury, bro. No, 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 you're not injured. But but wait a minute, my legs uh, disconnected from my body. Eh, get out there on the field. Don't worry about it. So apparently the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they got the worst grade out there in the NFL. They don't trust their trainer. Their facilities are, you know, cheap, all that kind of – so the Kansas City Chiefs are winning Super Bowls by mistreating their players. Our Dolphins are number two in the NFL in pampering players. What the hell is Steven Ross doing? Building a hospital on the on the on the facility, mm. building a improving the stadium, building a new practice facility. What's he doing, bro? Come on, we got to go back to the, like the the days of the seventies and let's mistreat players now. That that's how it pays off, my brother. That's the key. I'm glad you said days of the 70s because as you were talking, it jarred my memory to another sports movie we should have mentioned, which is outstanding, North Dallas North 40. North Dallas 40, yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, and talked about a lot of what we're talking about now where w- the moment you're not useful to the team anymore, they don't care about you. They don't care about your long-term health. They don't care about you as a person. And he, that's what happens to Nick Nolte. When Nick Nolte can no longer help, what, what is basically the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's by, by the way, I have changed my, my tune. That's my favorite movie. Yeah, it's I a great answer. About that. That's my so good. Movie. Great final scene, 40. too. Yeah, Mac Davis is, is well cast as the quarterback. And uh, Nolte's like, yep, I'm, hey, it's off me. I'm not, I'm, you're, you're on your own now. Good yeah. luck, Poot. <laughs> uh, that's gross. Gross. Gross is when you go kiss your grandpa to sleep and he sticks his tongue down your throat. That's gross. <laughs> now, there's Dallas so Florida. many lines. So ahead of its time. So you know, it's ahead. Like Peter, five, Peter minutes. Jones, like, yeah. five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes, and then he goes, "Hey, coach, how much? Fuck, fuck you!" <laughs> so it's freaking. I love North Dallas Forty. That's my favorite sports movie. I completely forgot about North Dallas Forty. That was awesome. So ahead of its time. For the but youngins it, out there, if you've never seen North Dallas Forty, it is probably the closest to real football back in the day because mm-hmm. I they they can't be the way they are now. Forget about it. But 20, 40, 50 years ago, that was probably the way football and football players were, were acting. Yeah, it's almost like a documentary. It's almost that. like Dazed and Confused has like a documentary feel. Right. North, North Dallas your, mic your, mic, your mic Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? No. No, 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 no. Funny how that happens, right? Hello? All of a sudden, everything's going normal, and then boom. No, we don't hear you. Hold on. I don't hear you either, Sean. I hear him. I hear Scott. Hello? Okay. Testing? Is it One, me two, then? Is something going on with me? I believe it may be, uh, but I do hear Scott. Uh, I'll check the chat, see if they hear Oh, me. wait a minute. Uh, I, I took off my headphones, so now I'm hearing Scott. Go ahead. Scott, you there? <laughs> I'm here. Hi. Okay. All right. So what did you say there when I when I uh, said the whole thing? I think about- I said 58 Razor, Z slot. Uh, no. <laughs> the, the thing with Kansas City is, you know, what's the ultimate deodorant? They have the quarterback and the coach, right? And yeah. you know, I, that makes up for – that covers – and winning – John John Madden famously said that winning was the ultimate deodorant. And 
Uh, another team that graded really well in the facilities is Dallas, who hasn't won a thing. The real North Dallas 40, you know, North, you know, North Dallas 53 now, when's the last time they won a game of relevance, right? But yeah. they have great, you know, you know, they take care of families there. They have great facilities. Jerry Jones obviously has more money than anybody, but it, it hasn't turned into a winning situation. So I, it's it's we whistle in the dark with, you know, with the injuries, with the way the players are treated, where the money goes, how long a career is, and there's an underbelly everywhere you know there's a bunch of stuff under the carpet there's a bunch of grime under the couch you know or under the stove or whatever and when you look at it, you're like wow where did this come from why don't we clean this up but it's um it's it's something we all have to reconcile that we cover the nfl it's the greatest sport in the in, the, in america but there's certainly a, something that comes as a price that's paid for that um when you when you look at the raiders situation uh i saw where the coach and the general manager were talking about that they probably won't be looking for a big time quarterback uh this offseason that it's maybe more about 2024 to find a quarterback because they're uh, a bit away from being an impact team it's it's strange how last year everybody labeled everyone in that division as a contender and all of a sudden a year later there's no Brady, and it doesn't look like they're going to be in the market for Rodgers or anybody else right now. That Raiders thing took a, an absolute ugly turn with uh, with McDaniel here in year two. Yeah, you can imagine he has a long tenure there, right? And Devontae Adams got the money, and I, I never feel bad about anybody who either A, gets paid, or B, retires on their own terms. Not that Adams is close to retiring, but he was going to throw him the football. You know, he went from... Aaron Rodgers winning an MVP with him, two MVPs with him in a row, to Derek Carr, who had a mediocre season. And now, I mean, I don't know. Can they can Garoppolo and McDaniels work maybe? I wouldn't hate that. But you're right. Last year, they were the hot division. And one team won the championship, and everybody else underperformed. The Chargers of the classic NFL underperformer. I had them going to the Super Bowl last year. Of course, that didn't happen. Then they blow their playoff game against Jacksonville, as only the Chargers pretty much can. And, and the Broncos, I, I was so glad when their season ended. They had like eight standalone games, and almost all of them were horrible. They were unwatchable. And then the Raiders, I don't know about you. I just wish the Raiders would go back to Oakland and the Chargers would go back to San Diego. And um, just it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the Vegas. I know they wanted Vegas is a good market and everything. Give them an expansion team or give them a team that nobody cares about. I, I still think the Raiders should be in Oakland. And I, I know there's problems with that stadium and they don't want to build it and everything. But and there's all sorts of gridlock there. But and they'll probably lose the A's at some point. But to me, it's the Oakland Raiders. It's Kenny Stabler and John Madden and Clifford Branch and Fred Bolitnikoff and you're but it's money, them. bro. Money makes money makes the world go round, sure. and and Oakland is not a city that is built to handle professional teams. They just don't have that economy and the and and the structure, and that's why you got to go across the bay. That's where they have the money and the structure. Unfortunately, Oakland is not a big enough town to be a professional sports town. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That's the sad part about it, man. You know, look at look at the uh, the Warriors. They they kind of had to, you know, they were kind of in the middle, and they moved over more to the city, and you know, and and just you see right. the San and Francisco. The, the Niners Stadium is nowhere near San Francisco now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Palo Alto, so it's moved out, and it's it's just a, a different part of the world, and it's probably they're not New York, New Jersey. That's the thing. Unfortunately, Oakland is not New Jersey. 
you know, maybe they both have smell. Maybe that's the only thing that, you know, I don't know. Does Oakland have any gas refineries like uh, Jersey? I don't know if they do. I don't remember. I don't remember any stench really out of Oakland like it is Jersey. But outside of that, Jersey's way bigger and they can handle it. Whereas Oakland just doesn't have the juice, man, unfortunately. I hear you. I, you like to think in the NFL that any any size market can be viable because of the way the game is structured. We know it doesn't work in other sports, right? But um, you, you make valid points. Maybe I just have to accept. And, and Vegas is a good market. I, I, I it's an up and coming market. Yeah, it's a, yeah. A, a and it's a and it's a destination city. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't completely sell out because it's transient over there, you probably have a ton of people that live there that don't that are not from Vegas. But but whenever the Packers or the Dolphins or the Bears or whoever goes there, those fan bases are going to flock. For sure. Like they come here to Miami because – or L.A. You know, L.A. also is very transient. And so I'm sure you're not going to fill it up with Rams fans, but I'm sure there's going to be, you know, an extra 10,000, 15,000 of those fans from the visiting cities. Why? Because Los Angeles is a destination type city. And that's even a bigger thing for the Chargers, right? I mean, any Charger game – they're outnumbered by the Always. visiting fans. And it, it, I, I actually think Vegas is a good sports city anyway. I mean, look how well they've supported the hockey team. Right? Yeah. I mean, the Knights. At now, the now, now the hockey team has done their part. They, yes, they have sure. been relevant from day freaking. Yeah. One. They made the finals the first year. Was it? Yep. Yeah. So they've been re- and they maintained it. You know what I mean? They like, they, they stay being a pretty good team overall. Is so it fascinating good. how quickly expansion hockey teams have been good lately? I mean, Vegas goes to the finals right away. Seattle has a good team. Seattle's a legitimate contender now in their second season. Well, you know, the problem is it's what baseball needs. They have a hard cap, bro. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you live, what city you're in, everybody works with the same amount of money. So it's up to your skill set as a front office and a coaching staff to either find players or develop them and get the max out of them. So Vegas is obviously doing it better than most, and that's why they've been relevant because that's what baseball needs. That's what will save baseball, actually. If you put a, a, an even level cap on everybody, not that that'll ever happen because the, the, the power teams are never going to want that. They're never going to want to vote for it. You think, what is it, Steve Cohen? I think Cohen, the, the owner for the Mets? Yeah, sure. You think, you think that guy wants to have an even level playing field with the Marlins? No, dude. He wants to. He wants to be able to buy whatever the hell he wants. I mean, his payroll is seventy-five million more than the Yankees this year. You know, yeah, and like that's Sh- what it's like that's Shohei Otani would be a free agent next year. It's like, okay, where's he going? Well, I, I, it's like three teams. Three teams make right. sense, you know, and like twenty-six don't. Right. You know, a player that everybody, in theory, should want. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, let me ask you really quick before we get out of here. Um, yes. Where, where do you come down on the baseball rule changes? I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him because, uh, look, man, I'm a classic baseball fan. So to me, um, I love the game the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to shift. I like more bunting. I like more stealing. I like more manufacturing runs. Bunny I hate play, the, yeah. I, I hate the home run strikeout thing. So I'm more of a classic guy. But I do understand that the young people have no 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 attention span, and so they can't sit there and really watch a game. So speeding it up. I get it, dude. I get it. I, I, you know, Terry Pendleton used to drive my ass crazy. And Noma Garcia Para used to drive my ass crazy when they'd step out of the box and fix every goddamn thing on their bodies before they stepped into the box. 
But so I, I get those things. I get that you got to speed it up because, dude, your your sport is dying, your fans are dying, and you're doing a shit job of picking up young fans. And that's really the problem with the with the with the with Major League Baseball is that they can't find the future of their fans. It's crazy. I remember it wasn't that long ago. Basketball didn't have a shot clock. The NCAA tournament only had a shot clock into the mid '80s, right? I mean, you know, Dean yeah. Smith famously one year. Duke was in a zone defense and Dean Smith said, well, we're just going to pass the ball until they get out of the zone. So at halftime, it was like four to two or something like that. <laughs> you know, talk about trying to ruin your sport. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with speeding up play. I'm with you. I hate the way home runs and strikeouts smother the game. And it's also when, when a guy grounds out to right field, there's a keg party of, of defenders out there. Right. That doesn't seem right to me. I, so I end the game going a little bit quicker. Nobody ever went to the park and said, I, I hope I see a bunch of pitching changes today. I right. hope I see Tony Fossis pitch today. You know, right. no. Yeah. You know, this idea that the starter goes four innings, I hate that too. You know, I, let's, I'm, I'm with you. Let these guys, let the starter pitch seven innings. You know, yeah. we don't need 14 relievers every day. You know, that's not the way baseball should be. And that slows it down too. All right, what do you got going on? on Yahoo Sports so folks can check you out, my friend. Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. Of course, Yahoo Fantasy Baseball is open. We'll be doing a ton of free agency and draft coverage, so check out the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast, which is hosted by my colleague Matt Harmon. I'm one of the regular guests on that. And uh, we'll do also be doing a lot of NCAA tournament, NCAA tournament basketball stuff, and I'll be involved in that as well. So about a week from now, you'll be filling out your bracket, trying to make some money that way. All in play, all in season at Yahoo Sports. And follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Scott, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. All right. Sports Grill, baby. Eight amazing locations. The new Doral location is open. Go take advantage at Sports Grill. And, by the way, you can take the sauces home, too. Yeah, baby. The Dali sauce. Yeah, the barbecue. The Miami Heat. They've got them all for you there. You can take them home with you. Yes, sir, the Blackberry Barbecue. That's right. Add it to your cart. Take it home. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you in South Florida, one of the great sports bars in this country, Sports Grill. This is the Sportsgrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Scott Pianowski. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at sportsgrill.com. With eight great locations, go to sportsgrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. Ride a ride a ride. All right, let's get ready. Let's uh, take a quick break here. Cam Wolf. Uh, when we come back, we will unleash the Wolf Pack with Cameron Wolf. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com There is no need to drive... 
There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. We unleash the Wolf Pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at ksdtcpa.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider, Cameron Wolf. All right, Cam. Let's, uh, oh, he look at him. He's on the phone. He's like Sagwa Fair. He is okay. everywhere. Gotcha. Right, turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. All right. Uh, yeah, he's on the air. He's on the rate on on the phone. We don't we don't want to uh, pick up whatever his conversation is. He's ready to go. Let's go. Let's bring him aboard. We unleash the wolf pack. There he is. How you feeling, baby? You feeling good? I'm Rainy. ready to go. I'm ready to go home, man. <laughs> Rainy. Yeah, today's a shit day. It's raining and cold, bro. Yeah, it's rainy. It's cold. It's like day three or four of the combine. These days blend together. Uh, this is kind of like uh, Vegas. I compare this to Vegas. I do like two or three days, and I think I'm good. I, I've, I've done all I can do as far as the the out scene, the night, the trying to get connections and and info. And um, I just need a good night's sleep in my own bed and not not drink for one day. Yeah, actually, my, my the Airbnb I'm at right now, the right. The, the bed has sucked, bro. I've, I've gotten yeah. I've gotten shitty sleep the last three nights. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to go home tomorrow. Yep. And, uh, and get in my goddamn bed. Um, dude, let me ask you something. Why do we have lazy media? Like in the Herald today, there's, oh, the Dolphins could be delaying their decision. It would be a smart move if they're considering Lamar Jackson. And it's like, how many times do they have to tell you that, like, is the guy, bro? And, and why would people even talk about Lamar when they don't have picks to trade? Right. They have to work to get money under the con under the cap. They got to resign Wilkins and Sealer, and you know then they got to improve their team around to uh, all that kind of stuff. First of all, it makes no sense to go get Lamar when Tua is the better passer anyway. So you know, to me, none of this makes any sense. But why is this clickbait shit still around when it's been like documented? I don't know how many times McDaniel and Greer are telling you. They're moving forward with Uno. This is a time of year where, you know, drama sells. Um, it, it's a it's a topic that's fun and interesting. Lamar, the thing about the Lamar situation, and you can talk to a lot of people here in the combine about it, there's a lot of uncertainty. People just don't know what's going to go on with him, what's going to go on with the Ravens' decision with him. And so everybody's just trying to pick pieces. And obviously, Lamar's been very clear about his feelings of South Florida. It's his hometown. And so it's an easy connection to make. Oh, Lamar's from South Florida. Right. He's there. People have always have a lot of questions about Tua. And so I think that's probably the easy route to go connection-wise. But I haven't heard anything to make me believe that that 
you know, that's any realistic possibility. And so, yeah, that, that's that's this time of year. You're going to hear, you know, wild things. I was joking. I was chatting with the Bears general manager um, yesterday up at the stadium when we were doing the concourse. And I was like, man, how much how many uh, texts and emails do you get from friends about what you should do with the number one pick and all these proposals, trades and this all stuff? And he's like, yeah, the craziest part is they're always like wild proposals, like things that are not realistic. I'm like, oh, like the Bears should trade number one for Patrick Mahomes. And that'll be the story. Right. And and somebody say, I saw somewhere that the Bears are going to trade number one for Patrick Mahomes. And in all cycles, it becomes a thing. And it's like. This was never this was never realistic. And so um, we get a lot of that this time of year. But I think Lamar in particular becomes a hot rod for a lot of teams because he does not. There's no certainty on where he's going to go. And obviously he's you know, you have your feelings about Lamar, but Lamar is a dynamic game changing player for a lot of franchises. So you insert him there. It changed a lot. And it's a hot topic to debate. I still I still think he gets tagged. Yeah, he doesn't sign the tag. He holds out. He doesn't get traded anywhere because I don't think anyone is going to give him his contract that he wants. Right. Nobody's going to give up multiple picks and a, and a fully guaranteed deal right. to a guy that has gotten injured a lot the last two years and missed a lot of games. Yeah. And he needs his legs in order to be an effective quarterback. Yeah. And so to me, I think this situation is only going to get uglier. And I wonder if Baltimore – will be trying to get a backup plan in the process just in case. Yeah, it's Baltimore's really in no man's zone because like they're not in a position to start over and draft a quarterback, like where they're drafting. Um, and they built this team essentially around Lamar. And so because of that, it's like you're you're essentially stuck. But you have a quarterback who's wanting guarantees that are very significant and they're the realistic part is you have a quarterback that runs a lot you know are you well wait a minute they do have a pro bowl backup running a quarterback they do have a they do have a pro bowl backup quarterback you can say that (laughs) um but the reality is there's a big drop off between lamar and tyler huntley and so they, they have to figure out their situation because uh it's very dangerous and they're view probably to guarantee him the type of money that he's trying to be guaranteed with the amount of running he does the the propensity he has to potentially get injured but in the same token you are nothing as a team if he's not there and so he has a lot of leverage the tag makes a lot of sense until you get to that number but we've seen this thing become a little toxic toxic at times in the media with the ig posts and so you got to be very careful especially with a guy like lamar um, how you go about this process, what the messaging is. And so this is a really delicate, delicate situation. And I honestly don't know how it's going to turn out. I always was the, of the view that if you have a true franchise quarterback, a guy that you love, you don't let him get away. There's no way. It's just teams don't do that. But this situation does feel a little bit weird. You got players on the team calling out the general manager for his comments on Twitter. Rashad Bateman put out some tweet where he's talking – you know, essentially calling them out. And this is a guy who they drafted um, two years ago. And so there seems to be a lot of disconnect for a team that for a while had been one of the standards of the league of how they do things. And it seems like right now it's they're in a, little, a lot of flux. Um, Stephen Ross apparently is doing it all wrong, bro. <laughs> you, you don't build a hospital on the facility. You don't build a new facility. A practice facility. You don't treat your players right. You got to do it the Kansas City Chiefs way. 
You're not injured? What? 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 Your arm fell off? Get out of here. You got another arm. Get out there on the field. You, you, you got to go the Kansas City cheap way. Come right. on. Oh, right. I mean, the, you know, the Dolphins are number two in the league. Kansas City's 32. And I know what they're doing. They're matching their draft status. Right. Down in the bottom of the draft. So, I mean, this is the key now. Treat. Yep. You, you, you've seen those relationships, yep. right? Yep. The guy treats a woman like shit. The woman treats a guy like shit. Yet they're kissing their ass, right? That's the key. Stephen Ross has got to reverse this. We got to go back to Biscayne College. We got to start eating, you know, salt pills, not water in between practices. Three days now. Right. Come on, let's go. Right. And so you're referring, obviously, to the NFLPA uh, surveys that came out and and where they listed teams. And the team, there's a lot of teams that had some ugly ratings, some ugly, ugly ratings. And the KC was the training staff. I think they got a D minus, I believe, was their grade there. So they said they don't trust the guy. Yes. (laughs) That's a wild thing to say. That's wild. Wow. How does that guy go back to work? And look at those people. And you know what? He probably had a couple disagreements with certain players. He probably knows. He can probably guess a couple of the players that probably trashed him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the good thing, for I guess, for them to be able to be honest is this thing is – this thing is uh, anonymous. You you know, it's public, but it's also anonymous. You don't have to put a name on it because I'm sure they're like, hey, you know, I got to go back in that locker room. But at the same token, I think this is a cool survey because it gives you insight to what players are thinking, what they're talking about. And these are things that we don't talk about a lot because we don't know. Um, we don't know who, you know, the guys are not going to be truly honest of my trainer sucks or our fit. Like some guys will, as far as the facilities, yeah. but most guys are not going to be Hey, we've got the worst facility in the league, but it also gives guys perspective, which I think helps for like free agency. If you're yes. sitting around the league, a team that like that, that's awful in certain categories and it's even with the money, Maybe that's a difference maker and split. You see a team that's number two in rankings and how they treat their players based on what other players think. A team that's 31. Obviously, I'm going to want to go to where they treat. treat and by, by the way, I'm, obviously, I'm joking, okay, right. with all of this. Yes. But all kidding aside, this this freaking team played hard all year long. <clears throat> they could have beaten Buffalo. Yep. Okay, if McDaniel makes a couple of the right calls there, they might he might have put his team in position to beat Buffalo in the playoffs. So in a way, uh, treating them right might the, or doing things the right way. I'm joking, of course. I think they are doing things the right way. It, it is paying off because really all we ever hear is praise of Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. All we ever hear is praise of the Dolphins' facilities and everything that goes on. You never hear players complain about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So in a way, I, you know, this, this new Dolphins front office, coaching staff, and then everything else, all the amenities, you're really headed in the right direction, all kidding aside. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to go in a sec to get ready for our TV hit. But um, I think that a, a good element for the Dolphins to have is you always want people to speak well of you in rooms that you're not in, right? That's the whole saying yeah. for uh, any business. But for them, especially as you try to build this team, it helps that you know you're not going to get screwed when you go to this different place. Like, even one of the other things, just kind of seeing a player talk about, hey, there's rats in the facility and in, in, in Jacksonville. Like, if I see that, why would I, like, I mean, they're if they pay me enough money, 
I, maybe I just wear, I just put, put my put my my shoes on and just never take my shoes off in the locker room and keep pushing. Right. But if if it's not if it's close, why would I go to that sort of environment? So I think it helps Miami a lot as far as their perception for people who are not in Miami to get them to want to come be. Do you know the John Madden story back in the AFL with uh, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, and so they tell Madden. Hours before, hey, we've got rats in the stadium, in the, in the locker rooms. Right. And he goes, really? And he goes, are they also in the visiting locker room? He goes, yeah. He goes, leave them there. Yep. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so so he goes, don't worry. I'll take care of it. And so then Kansas City comes in. John walks over to Hank Stram and says, hey, Hank, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you this, but, you know, you might want to warn your players. Uh, we, you know, this just happened to us. We just figured out there are rats inside our locker rooms. So be careful. So yeah. the so many players in Kansas City were changing, standing on top of the bench. So Madden was already playing with their minds right. before the game because because of that. One more thing before I let you go. Huh? Jordan Poyer signs with the Dolphins. What's the percentage? <laughs> I don't know at this stage. I'm not gonna lie to you and just make up a number. Uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make up a number. Let's go. <laughs> I, I do think it. I think there's a. I say twenty percent. I think that he he's you know I don't think it's a super high high probability at this stage because uh, the reality is he's at a position that they do have one player at and he's going to command probably double digit million dollars so you got to figure out is this how we want to allocate our money um, but it would obviously be a a dream uh, secondary with him and Javon Holland and you know he wants to be here so he made well, that it's the Fangio needs elite cover safeties yeah he and, does he does and, and the, the thing about that as a team building perspective you have to decide how much do you allocate there because you're gonna have to pay javon in a year or two um you're already paying x um and so how much do we allocate to that secondary group i think there's a team that in the past had been heavy x, x is gone next year just between you and me so the this has been a team that spent heavy money on the secondary. The Byron thing obviously didn't figure figure out. I think they'll become a team that transitions a little bit more of their money balanced throughout the defense, more to the front as they got to pay Christian, as they're paying Bradley, um, you know, eventually Jalen. These are things that yeah yeah you have to figure out how you shift the money, and so it's hard to to end up allocating that. But that being said, if the, the numbers right, and you you figure out a way to make it, make it happen, right? Because Jordan Poirier, Javon Holland, whew, that would be special. That would be special. All right, you're special. Follow yeah. him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. He'll be home soon. Cam, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Have a All good right. one. Safe travels. There you go. Cameron Wolf. He's out here in Indianapolis. All right, let's uh, get ready. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here at the top of the hour. Um, when we come back, Alan Poupart is going to join us here on the show uh, I do want to tell you about EJD Construction. I love talking about EJD Construction because they know how to get it done, folks. If you're looking, okay, if you're looking for the right company and you got to uh, do some improvements in your home, you got to update your roof because the insurance is telling you, hey, your your home is a little older. You got to update the roof because once it's older than 20 years, they're making a lot of people upgrade their roofs. They can do it at EJD Construction, full contractor. Custom home construction, major home remodeling, you name it. He's done a lot of work already for a lot of our listeners in Dade and Broward counties only, by the way, not Palm Beach. I'm sorry. 
but they've got a lot of business and they do most of it in Dade and Broward counties. So give them a ring, 305-433-4843. Proud sponsors are our program, proud sponsors of this trip, 305-433-4843. I don't care what you need. You need to make an extra room. You want to build a second floor. You want to build a house, whatever it is you want to do. Major home construction, they do it. Major home remodeling. One of our listeners has uh, had a fire in their home. They had to remediate the entire home, so they had to gut it all out. EJD Construction does all of that. I told you, another one of our listeners built an observation deck on top of their house, which is so freaking cool. You can do anything and everything that you're thinking of. Anything that your wild mind is thinking of to build, he can construct it ejdconstruction.com go to their instagram page 305-433-4843 hour number four next